One, two, no, three championships decided in UFC's biggest event ever. The first time UFC in New York City, Madison Square Garden, and AfterBuzz is here to cover it for you. Ahora, right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. The, the thing is, I want people to know that I speak some Spanish. Uh, well, I, I was saying, are we, is that for... You yeah. should have seen me yesterday. I heard him speak Spanish to like a like a luchador, a Mexican wrestler. I'm like, oh my God, Like you, you're you really talented. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Did he say Alora, the same word, or was no, it... No, he was just like literally having a conversation in Spanish. Full like, conversation full in Spanish. Spanish. Okay. People don't know that I'm Spanish, or that I'm Puerto Rican. You're not Spanish. Well, I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> really? And they, you know, people from Spain, they settle in Puerto Rico, and then they marry Jews in New York, and they make me. <laughs> That's how that's how that works. And you got those eyes. I got los ojos. Dude, yo tengo total package. Total total package. <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome. This song is like it's a little low key to start off. Just our show. He's gonna let it play just for the whole show. It's a little show. low. Is it? Can you hear it? Well, I can hear it pretty good. Yeah. Oh, really? I think our fans at home can hear. It. And if you can't, you know, tweet us. Let us know. Say we can't um, hear the song. Welcome to the After Buzz UFC coverage for UFC 205. My name is Christian Cole. I will be your host today. I'm gonna do a little cheap plug and just show you right here this shirt I have on. This is Get Down Fights. Get Down Fights is a phenomenal MMA organization that you can check out. Google them. You'll see me there. I work for them. Um, but before we go any further, I want to talk about our two hosts, our co-hosts here. Um, first of all, my man, Chris Howard. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I don't have the eyes that Christian has, uh, so I'm not quite as sexy, but I am here to deliver what I can. Um, you can reach out to me throughout the show if you'd like at Chris Howard Live, and you can also do that uh, after the show as well. Let's talk. Let's talk sports. Yeah, and you have that badass website. Man, talk about that. Badass the website. I love I've the got website. A badass it's website. It's like a, mo- a motivational, like, you got to go there. If you're into fighting, if you're into just being healthy and, and learning about life, he's got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, site, yeah, so. Go to legendarylivingdaily.com and you can get daily tips, inspiration, motivation. Uh, so that's pretty cool at legendarylivingdaily.com and you can go to legendarylivingtv.com for YouTube. Bam, there it is. Yeah. And Bam. of course, there is mi señor, mi, mi amigo, mi, I don't know, my spell. <laughs> it's right? not really. Compadre, mi compadre, carnal, mi carnal, ese. es un cabrondo, but, I'm, but it's okay. My man, George Hermosa. Pinche Love George. George. We call him Pinche George. Pinche George. George. <laughs> See, now we got to put an E for explicit for our Spanish-speaking oh, sorry. Oh, yes. UFC yeah. fans. That's right. Pinche George. Yeah. What's Pinche up? George. Uh, G. Hermosa, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. Uh, I got some fun stuff coming up in the future that I'm excited nice, like to what? talk about. Oh, I'll let you know in, in a few weeks. Oh, okay. When, once it's official. We, can't, we don't know the secrets, secret. man. What's up with that? Well, you guys know the secrets. I don't know, but they can't know the secrets just, just yet. Okay. Really? Well, there's enough. so much exciting stuff happening we, here. Yeah. Both of you guys have secrets. George holds his cards like real close to the yeah. desk. Right. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Um, After Buzz is going. already tweeting about our show. The song is this still This song's going. still going, right? It's just literally let it play. People love it. People might think it's a little strange, though. Well, it's Irish. We should probably tune that out. But, um, of course, AfterBuzz is tweeting live about this show here now, and we will be tweeting with you and following you on chat roll, so join the conversation. We have a lot to talk about, guys. I want to get right to it. Um, let's go with our main event and go backwards on this massive card that we can probably, if we have enough time, we'll get to some of the even prelims, which I thought were awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this weeks ago, George. We talked about it a lot, Chris. This was going to be the big card, not just because of the main event, which everyone loves, Conor McGregor facing off against, jeez, uh, my brain just brain farted. Alvarez. Uh, Al- uh, Alvarez yeah. in a championship fight in the lightweight division at 155, a division that Conor has gone under and over mm-hmm. at 45-70, now at 55. This fight didn't disappoint, unless you wanted a five-round fight because it ended a lot quicker than that. 
what a great fight and a knockout by Conor McGregor. But the fact that it's in Madison Square Garden, yeah. like the fact that that alone, that's a big, that's big pretty cool, deal. Huh? Mm. Like, it, I mean, it, obviously, it's been a long time coming since it uh, MMA was banned in, in New York, the whole state. Now, finally, they were able to get through. Um, and people don't realize just how important this is. Uh, Bruce Buffer was on this show like two years ago, two and a half years ago. And here's a guy that's done everything that needs to get done or that, that can be done in MMA and mm. UFC. And we asked him, what's the one thing that, you know, it's on your bucket list? His thing was announce at MSG. Really? Like that's how important it is to guys. You think who he's have like a pro around. wrestling fan? Because really, what is the MSG history is like Tyson and wrestling. Like that to me. Yeah. That, but it's a major milestone for MMA, which was a, yes. which is a relatively new sport, mm. and to see that they're able to do it after boxing, I think really. And, and right? we all know this as wrestling fans. You know, we have friends that are wrestlers. I mean, you you ask them what's on your bucket list to perform to perform an MSG. Not not so much like fight an MSG, but again, right. wrestling, perform an MSG. And, and the crazy being... thing, George, is that with, with uh, Brooklyn having their own event center now, which is I think called Barclays mm-hmm. Center, mm-hmm. it has really sort of split the ticket in New York on where people want to take their shows. And MSG's kind of been losing business. I'm sure they're going to be fine, but I'm saying they've been losing business in the sense of MMA, boxing, wrestling are all going there. Probably um, more expensive in Madison Square Garden, quite right? frankly, yeah. I heard there's like TV fees and whatnot, or union fees. That's why... WWE doesn't do that many televised shows in MSG. If you guys noticed, that's okay. been I know this isn't a wrestling show, and no, I'm sure all you wrestling you guys nerds all are, hate wrestling. I'm sure all you wrestling nerds are like, oh my god, they're talking about wrestling right now. Oh, they, yeah. But the last how time, did the show get so fake? Yeah, the last yeah. time WWE had like a big event and wrestling was like five years ago, like Survivor Series 2011. Right. So it, it's still kind of a big deal whenever they're in MSG. And now we have UFC, you know, first time ever in Madison Square Garden, like yeah. the mecca, like everybody. I, I, I'm sure it costs more money because I, I, I teach seminars and I used to book uh, venues in Brooklyn and the difference between Brooklyn and... Just real estate-wise. Uh, just, yeah, really, yeah, 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 it's okay. expensive, uh, but, but which also, it was a sold-out house, too, which mm-hmm. is cool. You know, you never know if they flood free tickets and things like that to get the seats full, sure. but... You know they were they were selling it as being full house, and that's mm-hmm. a that's a really big deal for the sport. I think. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Let's get right back into the fight now, guys. Um, well, 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 you know Conor McGregor. Huh. Oh man, I, I, I'm I'm speechless. I'm stuttering mainly because like I don't know how to like talk about my feelings on this fight, and here's why. I feel like with Conor McGregor, what you wish for is to see him in there longer. Like he's he's one of those guys you wait to fight to see him fight. He goes in there for basically a round and a half, <laughs> dominates the entire time, and puts him away with one of the sick combinations I've ever seen with two hands. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. And it just... it you, Now you, you started to question Connor. well, can he last into the late rounds? Can he do this? Now he comes in here and he dominates. What's the new narrative for Connor McGregor going forward? Dude, he's seriously one of a kind. I know, I, know, I know he's a guy that's been in the spotlight for a while, but after yesterday, like, you know, love him or hate him, like, he's one of a kind. And he is going to be, like, the cash cow for that. Like, everything that he says, like... It's just true, like you know what I mean. Like obviously he had that roadblock against Nate Diaz, and even that was kind of like I don't want to say it was a fluke. I think Nate totally, totally kicked his ass at right. UFC 202, <laughs> um, or was it 202? Uh, Not 202. The uh, first fight. Yeah, 196. Okay. Yeah. Um, Nate's a tough guy, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Nate's just a tough yeah. dude in general. But man, Connor, like. I don't know. Man. Like, I, I, I'm very speechless at, at everything that, that's gone on in the last 24 hours. Because we, like, we, we, his stock has, you know, oh my god, gone, like, gone you high. You think and it gone can't low. go higher? But, well, right. he and thinks he thinks it can't either because he's now asked for ownership okay. in the UFC. Did you hear that? Talk about that. Chris. Yeah, no, happened? he just said, "Well, I want to have ownership in the in the promotion," which it just isn't going to happen. I can't see that in any way, shape, or form because that would be like uh, any champion in the past having asset. Even when we say that he's a different beast, remember Anderson Silva? We said he was a different beast when he was there, and we said the same thing. 
thing about George St. Pierre. And we said, but they weren't little, drawing as good as Connor was. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So he hypes it up, but there's going to be somebody else. They you know? estimated over 15,000 of the people in that building yesterday had flown in from Ireland. Ireland. There's only 6 million people in Ireland. Ireland <laughs> like, flew in. That all, was the thing. all of Ireland is flying <laughs> in for these fights. I mean, I'm <laughs> with you. Silva, GSP, like, I was a fan of all those guys and still am, but Connor, like, he doesn't have to be the best fighter like, like Anderson and GSP was. He doesn't have to be. Right. But yet he's the just flat out the biggest draw. Like, well, it's insane. They said the same thing about uh, Rousey as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Dana White. Mm-hmm. What's, his yeah. name? what's his name? Um, said that uh, Rousey was really the the main. She was mm-hmm. the one that made the sport. And so I think these champions are going to come and go because you know the the master can't be the master for too long. Live by the sword, die by the sword. I think at some point we're going to see Conor McGregor go, and then. Uh, You'll see somebody else that's the new phenomenon. But let's rewind real quick because there's no way he gets a piece of this company, right? I mean, no, he, I don't not think fair. so. I, mean, I, I don't think he gets a piece, but I think I, mean, I think like many people in his similar position, whether it's movies, music, you know, wrestling, boxing, MMA, like you want to make sure you're compensated fairly, right? You know, it, maybe it's a ratio, maybe it's a percentage. Now, the I more can see money him getting like a portion of pay per view buys, yeah. I think it's already happening. By the way, I could see all of that, but the idea, like, it hasn't worked in boxing with with yeah. De La Hoya. It works for De La Hoya in his pocket. It works for Floyd Mayweather in his pockets. But for the fans, they're like, you know, why won't this guy fight that guy? Well, it turns out, you know, he owns a piece of his promotion. And, you know, he's not going to HBO and he's not doing – once you get get them too much power – Give him the money. Just pay the guy as much right, yeah, money they're, as They're far wants. better off giving him more money because once you open the door to that type of a negotiation, you've got everybody. It becomes a, a Persian bazaar. Right. You know, um, no disrespect to Persia. I love Persia. It's a conflict, it's a <laughs> yeah, conflict of interest. Because he right. was saying, like, here you have Conan O'Brien, like a small interest, you know, um, owner or minority owner, like all these other celebrities, like, because I guess it's owned by, like, William Morris and right. Endeavors, and whatever. Exactly. Right. So it's like, well, why can't he be one of those celebrities? And I, I get it, but yeah, I, I don't think... It would have to be, be a whole strategy where they rolled it out and said, you know what, our fighters are going to be owners, they're going to get some ownership, and it could just be a point here, or point, you know, just little things to keep people happy and yeah. make them feel... Which wouldn't be a bad strategy for the UFC, because, you know, we hear all the issues that they have with their fighters, feeling they're not taken care fighters. of. Yep. But if the fighters were actually had some ownership in it, even if it was just honorary... You know, it could it could uh, lift spirits, but you couldn't do it for just one fighter. I could see that. Um, what I don't think uh, Eddie Alvarez saw was those four punches that just like Jesus, landed in succession. Bat, 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 bat. What I'm kind of curious man, that was is crazy. He he he's clearly too small for 170. Yeah. But if you can make 150, that guy's a huge lightweight. Yeah. He towered over Eddie Alvarez. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really was, did, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, he he really is big and he's long. He has that those long arms, and I like how he has that sort of open stance, like somewhat karate style. Stance. What was with that? Because I was just watching it. I mean, it's a, a, a cross between a horse stance and a front stance, but really, I mean, a serious really stance. Yeah, right? yeah. You, you, and we haven't seen that from a fi- from a fighting style perspective. When the UFC started, you never saw you saw people try that and get their asses kicked. Well, Leona, and then Leona Machida had some success with that stance. Yeah. I felt you know, it's, I mean, it's just fascinating to see. There's a few of them that do this. Wonder Boy. Yep. Same thing. Wonder Boy, same yeah. thing. And we'll, we'll get right into Wonder Boy in a little bit about what happened there. In fact, it's actually a perfect time to turn to that. Um, Tyrone Woodley and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson had probably one of the best fights of the year, if not one of the fight, best fights of this decade that we're in right now. Um, and unfortunately, the fight ended in a draw, which I know for fight fans, we all just like lose our steam. When you sit there, you invest in a pay-per-view, you want to know what's going to happen, who's going to the next guy, who's going to... And then it just ends up a draw. You know, and Bruce Buffer kind of, yeah. Thank you, Jimbo. Jimbo Frank in the booth hooking up those sound effects. Um, so, like, honestly, I, 
I felt that that womp womp like feeling. You know what I mean? Because you want to see a winner. And who, if you had to pick a winner, go ahead. Let's just go ahead and pick a winner of this fight. Who do you think won? The fight? I, I actually went through that exercise in my head, and I thought if I had to pick a winner, and I did it just before I saw the results. I would have picked I, I would have picked Wonder Boy just because of you know he took more damage but he pushed the fight more and I liked what he did and I thought you know what for just for the spirit that he had going in there fighting with his face all cut up and stuff I would have given it to him yeah and so Bruce Buffer was pretty confused on this George he actually read the card the right way it was forty seven forty seven by one ju- or by two judges both had that and then the third judge had it at forty eight to forty seven which creates a majority draw and so Bruce actually thought because. Tyrone Woodley had that third judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, his decision at forty-eight, forty-seven. He awarded the win yeah, to Woodley. Yeah, that was a little weird. A little weird. When when they announced Woodley, in my mind, I was like, "Wait, that's a majority draw." Like, th- so you yeah. knew as well. Yeah, yeah I knew. To me, but... I knew, but at the same time, I'm like, "Did they change the rules?" Like, you know, I know they had they went through some rule some changes rules, not yeah. so long yeah. ago, and I was like, "Did they change the rules or something?" And obviously, you know, they went with what the what the obvious was majority draw. Um, which was relieving because I am a huge Wonder Boy fan. Like, I've been a big fan from from the beginning, and um, I I scored it for him not because of you know because he's my favorite, but I, I if you look at the scorecards too, two of the judges scored it three rounds for him. But the reason why I was a majority draw because uh, the one of the first rounds was ten eight. Ten eight. Uh, yep. The other judge scored the fourth round ten eight, and so it kind of created the, the thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, if it wasn't for that ten eight for both judges. He literally won all three rounds. I think this fight really speaks. Yeah, three of five for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I I think this fight really speaks to the issue with a ten point must system in in MMA in general. I think MMA isn't built for this ten point must system. Mm. I even think that in boxing sometimes it doesn't make sense, but in MMA especially because there's so many elements to the game. In boxing, it's just you know who can tag the other guy more and defend themselves better. But in this sport, you have takedowns, you have octagon control, you have aggression, and then you have striking as well. In whatever order you find them to be uh, most important here it was just like this this is where the 10 10 point must system really screws up this type of arena and so we didn't see a winner and it's a bummer and woodley did not want to let that title go i think rogan for a minute he thought you know rogan was trying to explain to him what really happened and woodley didn't want he said you ain't taking my title he changed yeah Yeah, yeah, he was like (laughs) it's kind of like he was like oh (laughs) yeah like his head was down the whole time like dude you're still the champion no matter what you know i mean it would have sucked it was the other way if they would have got wonder boy Mistakenly announced the winner. I was like, "Oh, by the way, never mind. You're not the champ." You yeah, that would suck worse. Yeah, it? yeah, it sure would. His father, I guess, his father's a seventh degree black belt. He's sitting in there. He's sitting there. He's in his corner. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was really impressed. Woodley, uh, uh, Wonder Boy has such an unusual fight style where he's leaning forward and the long stances like before, and his ability to throw those kicks. He was using. He uses his kicks almost like a jab. You know, so he's just waiting for them to close the distance, come within that distance, and and he can throw them just so about as fast too. as somebody yeah. else can oh throw a jab. Yeah, yeah it reminds really me of uh, uh, Superfoot Wallace. Okay. To, I don't know if you know Superfoot Wallace. Was he, Superfoot actually was on the? He sat and he commentated on the first UFC, and he was a uh, he was a he was a kickboxer, and he's he's still out there. Uh, he's a kickboxer, but he had uh, his kicks were clocked at like. You know, seventy miles an hour super or something. Foot yeah, Wallace. super footballers, but very, very similar in style. Right on. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, um, that, that fight was awesome. Like, yeah. it was just bad. that was that, that was fun to watch. That fourth round, like how Tom, how Wonderboy didn't submit. 
Yeah. And that, and that and key scene was insane. Oh, yeah. He was really cranked in on yeah. that thing. That was crazy. He was cranked in. He had the arm in. And when you have the arm in, it's much more difficult for the, to actually sink the guillotine. Technically, you want the not you don't want the arm in. So you can get a straight, uh, you know, straight pull on the neck. And then you stretch your body out and it stretches them. But uh, he had the arm in. He could have got it anyway. And the crank on the neck was just, I mean, we oh. all saw it. It was insane. When you could see those, like, that C1, C2, C3 vertebrae kind of popping out while the head is down. For, it, it, looked so it looked like painful. he should have tapped. Yeah. But, um, or at least pass out if he wasn't going to tap, right. you know? If, yeah. they, they, the, if you can get and apply your pressure, if you can take all of your weight and put it on the one shoulder while holding it there, if you can put or on this shoulder and put all your weight pinpointed on that shoulder, you can escape that guillotine yeah. pretty easily. Right. Which is, so, but he his weight was kind of all over the place, and his neck was cranked, and I was like, ah, I don't think so, gonna... so what happens next for Woodley? Do we, do we go straight well, with the rematch? They already announced a rematch. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. Okay, so, the, so they're going Maybe straight. Maybe because they didn't announce they were going to be in Brooklyn, I think, at the January or so. Okay. So it might be the main event for the Barclays show. Oh, oh nice. good. That, yeah, I mean, it, well, that, that speaks to this show. Every single fight was a main event. Even yeah. on, like, when we go back down to the preliminary card here and Frankie Edgar versus um, uh, Jeremy Stevens, that's a main event. It is. Could be remembering about yeah. against uh, Michael Khabib. Johnson. Okay, we have to let's do that real quick. Let's let's hop down. Okay, you guys are gonna have to. I'm gonna I'm gonna be here, and but I didn't get to see the. Well, just, and just because I mean but, I think it's something yeah. to talk about because there was a light heavy or lightweight fight in the Khabib and Michael Johnson. There was one last week too with uh, Tony Ferguson and right. Rafael dos Anjos. That so who a big are you? Deal. So are you a Ferguson guy or are you uh, a Khabib guy? It depends on when Connor wants to fight again, because that 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 whole thing. I mean, maybe we need to talk about a little bit more now sure. that he's got both belts. Um, what's going to happen? What should happen? Everybody knows what should happen. Uh, he should give up 145 because I really don't think after bulking up to 170, he's going to be able to healthily um, drop down to 145 again. Maybe, maybe not. I I've know. always contended that he cannot make 145 be in a healthy manner, yeah. but he probably still wants to. He's loving carrying those and, two belts around, like you know. <laughs> and essentially, he kind of except with the exception of maybe like uh, Holloway, uh, I guess maybe Pettis now and Frank Edgar. He kind of cleaned out the division too. Like right. he kind of went up and you know literally knocked out Aldo. There's a lot more new territory in the lightweight division, which is why. I think obviously he's not going to give up the 155 belt. He just won it. Right. They have to make him give up 145. But that's what he was saying too. He says anybody that's this size, I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to yeah. knock him dead. He says nobody can come in here yeah. and stand with me. So with that said, we we heard him say. Um, maybe it depends on when his kid's going to be born. He announced that he's going to be a dad. Yep. I don't know. Maybe it depends when he wants to fight again. Depending on that, book Ferguson versus Khabib. Yeah. Um, and then, or, or if they have to have, I don't him, think I don't think Khabib should have to fight another fight. To if get they that. if they have to, going on what you said, if they have to. Have a lightweight fight, be, maybe January, February. It's got to be Khabib. Yeah, as good as Ferguson looked against Plus, Rafael, well, well, it's Connor got to be. Connor got out of that fight with Eddie Alvarez with really no marks. He, yeah. he was good. He gets a few leg kicks here. I don't think he was breathing. But we all know that. But we all know whatever Connor wants, he's going to get. You right. Know? And, and I, I think Connor's going to want to defend that forty-five because I think he's going to be really tired of the criticism at, at this point in yeah. his career. And but he, he doesn't care. I mean, he, you heard him say it. Like, what did he say? I apologize I, to absolutely <laughs> nobody. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. <laughs> like so it, it, it sounded like he was going to like ah ah ah. Okay, you know what? Okay, that was, that's, I mean, that's, that was kind of That's good. like comic timing. That's knowing how he's to good. deliver. So yeah. he's got a, you know, he's, it's, it's like Ali, you know, float, yeah. like, you know, float like a butterfly, sing like a bee. He's like, nobody, I, I'm the best, I'm the greatest. I mean, very much in the same vein. And it's, it's his showmanship that, that causes people to love him more than anything I else. I got to tell you, though, man, I am kind of, and not, not nothing against you, Chris, because yeah. I know you're not this guy. Ah. But I am like, <laughs> I am like growing sick and 
tired of the fanboying on on Connor. Like I am a fanboy for Connor, right. but I do not like think that the entire UFC should burn to the ground just so one dude can like walk around with his two titles. And you know what, man? Like everyone wants to talk crap about. George and I, we love pro wrestling, right? Well, pro wrestling's fake. Well, pro wrestling, you, you know, <laughs> these guys, they, they know what's going to happen, and it's choreographed and all this stuff. Okay, fine. You have Dana White by doing this, by protecting Conor McGregor as much as he is. They do that in pro wrestling. I, but that's what they do in pro wrestling, George, yeah. right? Yeah. Thank you, George. It, it's one what of those, it's like, just they protect guys, you know? Right. They know that these some of these guys are need to get, need, need to always get showcased in the right way, so they'll they'll book him to not lose. Or they you know, did right. that, they did that in Rocky Three. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fictional movies, but UFC is supposed to be competing with not WWE. They're supposed to be competing with NFL the NFL. And yeah, with other sports where legitimacy they is have actually a freaking ranking system for gonna say right. What and what good is a ranking the system point? if they're not gonna? Is Connor was Connor even ranked in the lightweight division? I don't even know if he... No, you He's know what's funny? Even... If you look at the bottom on every single fight last night, it says rank, rank, but next to their names. Yesterday, it's a champion versus champion. Yeah. I was uh. like, that is bullshit. He is not the champion. Because even when, when BJ Penn fought GSP, um, champion versus champion, I think at least BJ Penn has at least fought in the welterweight division before. Right. Connor has never fought in lightweight division in the UFC. So, what, so why does he have a C next to his name? Because Dana White is over there pulling the strings and is like... Connor's pulling Meanwhile, the he's massaging Connor's feet after the fights. Thank you, Dana, for making a mockery of it, what we want to have to be a legitimate sport. It's one of those where it's like, I get it. It's a business, but don't forget about the sport as well. Right. I mean, I, 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 I got to get off this because people are going to be pissed. All you Connor fans are going to be super furious. Well, who cares if they're pissed? Christian just... Cole talking crap about Connor. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Go, know. You know what? Why don't we invite Dana White to the show? Dana, and then yeah. We can talk all about down here. North Hollywood, California. Um, let's move on because I'm getting angry here. Um, Yoel Romero uh, oh, defeated man. Chris Weidman yesterday, and this is kind of heartbreaking for me personally because, on a personal note, I I love Anderson Silva more than anything that's ever happened to any like it's like Ultimate Warrior and then Anderson <laughs> Silva. You know what I mean? So like Anderson Silva was my favorite fighter. He kept me in the sport. Everything he used to do. Look at the colors of Anderson Silva adorned oh. this microphone right here. Isn't that beautiful? Um, and uh, and Chris Weidman, he broke his leg and he knocked him out in, in two straight fights between mm-hmm. the two of them. And then we see Weidman lose to Yoel Romero, a guy that I think is a heel. I don't like Yoel Romero at all. <laughs> I think he came up and said some sort of incendiary things about the gay community uh-huh. uh, after one of his fights in, in 2016, early 2016. It was like uh, 2014 after he 15? faced maybe 15. What did he say? Uh, see, that's the thing. It's, I remember talking about it on our panel. I don't think Dario was here. But um, it, it's... He's his he has he has a very thick accent, um, so and he's very religious. So the he, Supreme uh, Court in the United States passed the uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was equal last rights year, for yeah. all people in America. Right. That's how that's how I like to call. It. And he wasn't st- super stoked about it, and um, and he made it. So I was like, yeah, you're a heel. I don't like. And you so he probably it sounds like he didn't have a real grasp of the English language. Yeah, that can be like, argued. So, he so so yeah. very thick accent. He said, you know, go for gay Jesus. Oh no no, don't forget Jesus or no no not for gay Jesus. Not for gay Jesus you know? is what he said. So obviously a lot of people were like, oh no, he said don't forget Jesus, and I was like, no, it kind of sounded like he no, said something like gay Jesus. You know, gay <laughs> Jesus. No 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 gay Jesus. You yeah. know, Jesus wasn't gay or something like that. Yeah. Oh, because so it was like because it was like the day after like the Supreme Court like passed that. And how's he know anyway? He wasn't there. 
mean, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is, we, we, we went there now. <laughs> and to be, to, to be fair to Yoel Romero, I'm not there to, to know what kind of person he really is. And I'm not trying to bury him. I just didn't like that. And from that day on, he became a heel to me. And so I always root against him, even though he's incredibly talented and I love watching him fight. And I wanted the American New York hometown boy to win. Chris Weidman lost. And I'm, that's bad. I'm hoping that people disagree with me so we have something to talk about. I was never big on Chris Weidman. I think that... Big on him. Elaborate on that. I, I think that he was never really that great. Uh, I, I feel like he was good up against, you know, beat pre-Silva. Like, you know, he was destroying guys like Mark Munoz and beating Damian Mayes. Like, well, you're, you know, they're, you know, beat Bisbing or beat, you know, uh, at that time, uh, Rockhold or yeah. who's the other? Bisbing. Yeah. Not Bisbing, I just said Bisbing. Uh, Kennedy. Okay. Um, so I, I feel like he got, I think he got that matchup with Silva because maybe they match up well. Uh, but I never. I, here's the thing. I don't think he beat Silva. I think Silva lost against yep. Weidman. I don't. I don't hmm. think he really showed. I wasn't like, man, that Weidman is so good. It was more right. like, dude, Silva messed up. Yeah. Oh man, Silva broke his leg. But are you never... guys? Are you guys one of those guys where it's like your favorite football team loses in the playoffs and you want that team that beat you to win the Super Bowl, or you want to see that team get their butt? If hit? that's the, if they're a better team. Then yeah, I want I want that team to win so I can at least I can say my team lost a bunch of winners. To somebody's good, but, but if they're but if they're slimy and assholes, you want to see them get their ass kicked. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, per- perfectly. But, fair so, yeah, I never yeah. thought Weidman showed me anything to me like man, that guy's great. Like he was yeah. great against Vitor, and I've said it before, and I say it again, Vitor pre TRT is different than Vitor post TRT. Yes. That was Vitor post TRT. Right. Um. I mean, he, and he got exposed against Rockhold, and I think he got exposed against Romero. Like I just think he was never really that good. Please, somebody disagree with me. Yeah. No, you know what's <laughs> no, funny? No, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're kind of on point. But Damn it doesn't... But what, yeah. what, what the deal, we don't have to argue all the time. Give us some controversy. Yeah, yeah. It's been a week of controversy you know I mean? in our country. Shout out. Yeah, exactly. We Crazy. name drop him all, all the time. G-Tan, he would always disagree with me. But, there you go. Yeah. yeah. He was down the street. We should have invited him to the, do the coverage anyway. Yeah, you can say, Weedman's nasty. He's a nasty man. Yeah. No, that's um, a joke. But, but so, so here's the thing. So... You do know what I mean, though, by saying that I want Weidman to win because he beat my legend. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the thing. So And that didn't happen yesterday. In fact, he got knocked out by one of the sickest, oh, sort of sprawling, defensive, but yet aggressive knee flying knees from Yoel Romero that immediately uh, opened up a cut over his eye. And just he started gushing blood as he as he sat there defeated, and um, it seemed to me like it could be sort of the end of the Chris Weidman chapter of him being <clears throat> in that top contender. I mean, I know that he w- he came into the fight either ranked one or two, and Romero was the other, mm-hmm. and losing shouldn't send him all the way out of the top ten. But it was a devastating loss for Chris Weidman, and he's going to have trouble getting back to being the championship. But just because it was bloody doesn't necessarily mean that it was devastating to him personally, because it's so easy to get cut by a knee or an elbow, sure. you know, especially around the, where was it, around the eyebrow area, yep. it looked like? Yeah, yep. yeah it's, it's an easy place that's vulnerable for cuts, so it's possible that it didn't take him out. I, I, I want to be clear, though, because yeah. I wasn't talking about devastating in terms but, of a No, but I mean, de- it was I mean, devastating like moral, in terms of... Sure, yeah, 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 here's a guy who was undefeated. <coughs> you okay? Yeah. Here's the guy who was undefeated up against Luke, Luke Rockhold. Chris Howard's bullshit. Right? <laughs> Here's the guy who was undefeated against Luke Rockhold. The rematch was scheduled for UFC 199. It was scheduled. You yeah. know, and obviously he got hurt. Weidman had a history of getting hurt. Bisbing came in and you know beat, beat uh, Rockhold. So now here's the guy Weidman like in his hometown or home primarily hometown, home state. Um, you know, here's one of the guys who really was there, you know, putting, trying to get UFC in, the, in uh, New York City or New York right. in general. And again, here's a guy that, you know, was up there. And now it's like, now here's your chance to really show everybody that your win wasn't a fluke. If I, he would have been Romero legit, I would have been like, dude, 
The wine is legit. Yeah. Like, but that's no, what I'm no saying. Joke. He was that close, and yeah. now where is he? Now does he go to rank number three, four, five? Does he? Does he? I mean, that kind of lost man. And he didn't just lose in that one moment at the end of the fight. I feel like he. he you did, thought throughout the fight? I think through the first round he did well, yeah. but then once we got into the second round, and I think it ended in the third. Yeah. So at the second round, I had um, Romero winning that round, and then and then into the third. 24 seconds in was quick. It was over. So, um, but, I, I, I like Romero. As, yeah. as controversial as he is, man, like he just he's just scary good. He's so good. And like that body, though. Yeah. He's just like, strong. Like, he looks, looks like a tree. Like and the fact that, sturdy. Like, dude, even mm. the way he marched after that, I was like, dude, that well, that guy's scary. And that yeah. was weird. Yeah, that was a scary the march. trash talk on him as Bisbing. <laughs> yeah. And now, 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 it's weird because that whole thing is like, is it him and Bisbing? But because Jacare has been up there as well. Right. Jacare has been. I mean, he was supposed to fight Rockhold next week, I believe, but Rockhold got hurt. So it's kind of like. Well, who's next? You know, hmm. who is next? That that division's crazy. Like it, it's never a bad thing. We've seen divisions where it's like one is a champion and number two is like so distant. Yeah. Or maybe even if it's two guys or like like a heavyweight division, it was Kane and JDS for the longest time. There was like number three was like a distant number three. I guess it's not a bad thing if you got like a trifecta or maybe like a four. Because what I liked was uh, Joe Rogan said tonight that when when you have people that are really good, they they set the the goal or they set the target for the people that are up and coming as like a seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon everybody rises, the divisional rise to the talent uh, that was out there. So sure. we can, you know, when we, when we look at uh, whether it be uh, Conor McGregor or we look at some of these other, these Woodley or whoever we're looking at, it's like, there's, you know, there's going to be people aspiring to be uh, that good, and we're going to yeah. see the, the the sport elevate. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Wonder Boy Thompson, shit. Yeah. I've seen more of those. Well, and speaking <laughs> of, uh, you know, people who want to be good and get better and people who maybe be, des- be uh, de-escalating Now, did we value. miss the ladies? No, we're going to them right now. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, we did. We did. You know what? I, yeah. I can't pronounce their names, I know so why. I skipped, I skipped yeah. the whole fight. <laughs> <laughs> And I was really bored by that fight. Um, go ahead, Joanna. Uh, your young, Come on, young, young Jay Chick. Jay Chick. Y- Joanna I mean, young it's not Jay exactly Chick. that, but it's good enough, you it's know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joanna Young Jay Chick defeats <laughs> Carolina uh, Kowalet. Kowal- your way. Kowalkiewicz. Kowalkiewicz. That sounds pretty good. It's a W, dude. That's not young pronounced Jay a G. Kowalkiewicz. Think of Jerk Nowitzki, no, but there's a W in there. It's, it's Nowitzki. Yeah, but it's a Polish <laughs> W, so it's like a... Yeah, Polish double Kowalkiewicz. W. Double V. Kowalkiewicz, he's right. Anyway, she, uh, Joanna wins that fight in a boring fight that I thought wasn't boring because they aren't warriors. It wasn't boring because of anything other than they were too well-matched. These, those girls were just... It was seems like a sort of a cat's game the entire time. Um, I was bored, too. Five rounds. Were you bored? Oh no! I mean, I wasn't bored. I was just tired because I was watching. I got four in the morning, but um, we watched these fights between two a.m. and six a.m. Yeah. So that was that was Pretty a challenge. Much. Yeah. Um, but I mean, from what I remember, from what I saw, uh, like I, I actually I, I love Joanna. I, I think so she's so I. great. Uh, but Kovalkiewicz looked like she had her number like around round three, round four. Yeah, she was kind of knocking her. I think you see Joanna's nose at the end. She yeah, hit her yeah. a couple of times. She was real good in the clinch. Uh, but, but you know what? I looked at Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Um, she just looked like a pretty, double J versus double K, That's like good. like a pretty sweeter version of Joanna. Yeah, she's crazy. Cause One of my like, favorite things is that she would stand against. Yeah, the I love if, that. If you've ever played Tekken or like Dead or Alive or any of those video games where the characters have like a pose before she was, <laughs> I she love would do that. that. I really love that. Yeah. She's awesome. really pretty. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's really pretty, and so she's like kind of giving that smirk. And I'm like, dude, like she's she had like, her keep... arms behind her back. Yeah, and stand against the cage and just sort of. It like, was strange. Oh, she like, didn't oh. look like a fighter though. She just looked like this. Yeah, but the fact that we're talking about the like, the pre round moments as, as being the most exciting part of the fight <laughs> is not a good sign. But both these women are women are warriors. Uh, we had ended up with a unanimous decision for um, young J Chick. So there it is. And um, I got to talk real quick about the Raquel Pennington fight because. 
there, were, there once was a boy who fell in love with an MMA fighter, and her name was Misha Tate, and that boy was Christian Cole, <laughs> and I hate seeing her get beat up. It breaks my heart every time. You're I just in love with go Misha Tate? Her. I'm in love with her. Really? I want to go console her and just, like, ask her if she's okay and talk to her and, you know, maybe, like, stroke her hair and, you know, buy her some ice cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and, or some cupcakes. Or some cupcakes. You're thinking cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, she has no idea who I am, so that won't work. Um, she could be watching. You mean she doesn't watch the AfterBuzz TV she show? She doesn't. Yeah. UFC AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Um, but She's Misha, got some free time now. Misha Tate, who who may may have an argument to be in, in the women in, in the women's branch of the UFC Hall of Fame, loses to Raquel Pennington in a unanimous decision and just looked outclassed the entire fight. I thought in the first round she looked good; she looked sharp coming mm-hmm. out. But after that, um, Raquel really just showed her that that Misha's time is over. And then Misha making a huge announcement after the fight, really uh, deciding to retire in the ring right there. There are people who decide to retire and they do it because their face is bleeding and there are people who know it's their time. I think Misha describes the latter. I think that she knows it's it's time. Go do your thing. There's right really not the much, much else to accomplish. Right. Um, but and she kinda, finally got her belt. You know, she had a yeah, championship run, dude. Exactly. Like, that was an awesome part of her story. Plus, but I kind of... Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, but there are things for her to accomplish in other... Other realms sure. and other areas. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Of course. Yeah. She could, she could um, which come is back exciting. Yeah, join the AfterBuzz crew. Exactly. <laughs> not not too often do we have we seen like the Ultimate Fighter coach against one of their I guess pupils. Yes. This was one of them. Kind of going back to UFC. I want to say tough seventeen mm. or eighteen. Yeah. Uh, when it was Ronda Rousey against Misha Tate. Um, so this was kind of cool. Like you saw Raquel Pennington, who was in the finals. Um, oh, that is neat. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. no notes. Look at I hope I'm right. Uh, she was in the finals, right? You were right. Against yeah. Juliana, you Juliana, Juliana Pena. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool kind of seeing that. We've seen it before. Not the first time we saw uh, Tito Ortiz versus Matt Hamill. Right. But we've seen it, we've seen it a couple times. Um, but I, I look at like Raquel Pennington. There's a few kind of people that, that are, when they're fighters, they become good. It's one, they lose, and then that's the best thing that happened to them. Yeah. And they kind of know how to, how, to, how to work it. Or you're just flat out great from the beginning. You John Jones is, and, and and you know Cormier is, and whatever. But then you have your Penningtons. She, I think she falls in like the Robbie Lawlers or like the Cerrones, where like something just clicks, mm. like just something throughout your training, throughout your journey, just clicks. So she's been looking good she for a while. She has, and Raquel Pennington probably on her way to to bigger and better things. I think maybe could could possibly get a title shot. Maybe out of this win. I, I mean, mean, it's one of those where it's like it's like like I said. Now you have. Obviously, Rosie Nunez coming up. Uh, Tate's going to open up a spot in, in the top of the rankings. Holly Holm just lost to Valentina Shevchenko. Um, you know, like I said, now you got Raquel Pennington kind of just beat one of the best Mia women fighters of all time. She sure did. Um, we're going to move on, actually, and go into the prelims. And that's because we want to cover every single part of the show here at AfterBuzz. UFC 205 was stacked from the top to the bottom. And in our prelims main event, we saw Frankie Edgar defeat Jeremy Stevens in a decision that was probably, even though the other three fights on the prelims were perhaps, uh, they had finishes to them, this was the only fight that went to a decision. This was probably the most exciting fight. Uh I mean, what a great back and forth between Edgar and Stevens. Edgar has more minutes in the UFC cage than anybody, and I think he's 32 He's, He's relatively young. Relatively young and has more minutes than even BJ Penn does and his in the cage. chin is insane. <laughs> Talk about it, brother. Oh, my God. Like, we've seen this guy take a beating. One of the few guys that to go, take a beating, like, lose, uh, get knocked down, like, three times and survive. In the same round. Against, yeah, that's like, Gray Maynard. Yeah. Um, yeah. More than once. 
Um, but man, this guy's got a freaking chin. You just can't finish Frankie Edgar. He's one of those guys where like a Nate D or Nick Diaz, like you're just not going to finish him ever. And by defeating Jeremy Stevens, Frankie Edgar kind of puts himself back in the conversation to go up against Conor McGregor. Which is like every everybody wants to fight Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Like you know, even heavyweights are probably like, I'll fight Conor McGregor because yeah. you get a big paycheck. <laughs> but here we have a featherweight division and a lightweight division that both have claims at trying to get a piece of Conor. I'm kind of curious if like you know now with kind of Conor maybe setting setting the setting the the stage for it. It's like if you're really good, like can Frankie Edgar just maybe challenge for the lightweight title at some point? Like is it going to be something where like you can do well in one division and then maybe challenge for the lightweight or vice versa too it'd be interesting like if you can make the weight like maybe why not it just makes it so confusing because there's guys like Khabib Nurmagomedov (laughs) who quite frankly uh, deserves his title shot but now is being put in limbo I would would pick the Khabib fight at lightweight versus Connor over Frankie at featherweight or I think there's one or two other guys who could but don't forget that Jose Aldo or Josie Aldo is still the interim featherweight champion oh my god this is all Dana's fault Ah, this is. What would happen yeah. if Connor moved up? Would he not move up? I think. I mean, that's the thing. I think he is going to move up. He should give up the one forty five belt. Yeah, but and I mean, then, if he's what's what's next up for him to fight? We've got featherweight, lightweight. What's a third? One, one of the two. Would it or be, he can go to one seventy yeah. and fight whoever the hell he wants fight because he's Connor McGregor. He could fight George oh. tomorrow at one eighty three. Yes, please. And like, ah, where's what's welterweight? Well, welterweight one seventy as one seventy. And middleweight yeah. is a one eighty five. So, do you think he would fight welterweight? Could he? He already His fight with Nate Diaz was at welterweight. Well, that was welterweight. Yeah. 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 And you know, and would I be surprised to see him challenge like an 85 guy like Mike Bisbing? Yeah. I would not be surprised to see that happen. Could he beat Mike Bisbing? I don't think so. But It'd be interesting to see that. I would love it. And why wouldn't he want to do that? Four divisions in a calendar year. I mean, you know, and but it leaves these guys out. You know, like Frankie Edgar now, who's not, I mean, 32, we talked about being relatively young, but 32 is also fight fight age old. And so like... Can Frankie Edgar wait around forever? Can guys like Khabib Namugamedov, does he have to be 35 and 0? I mean, he's already 24, 25 and 0, whatever he is now. And uh, with that win yesterday, remaining undefeated, let's go straight into that fight, actually. What did you see from that one, George? I mean, this Michael Johnson came out and impressed the UFC and world, the fans, the management, and everyone thought he was going to give uh, Khabib a problem here, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. Khabib I thought Michael Johnson him. looked amazing again. I love Dustin Poirier. He's one of my favorite fighters, but Michael Johnson looked amazing against Poirier. Um, did I think he was going to look that great against Khabib? I don't think so. I th- one of the things I noticed about Khabib was he wasn't physically bigger, but he just looked like, I don't know, there was just something like, he just looked Imposing. bigger, like, in, in, yeah, in, in yeah. terms of, like, just, like, aura. Yeah. Like, he obviously, they were they weighed the same, but, were like, you, I don't know, there was something about... aura meter to see? Yeah. <laughs> were you able to view the aura just, from the... <laughs> there was just something about, like, his presence. Like, it just, he just looked like he was just, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Just standing over Johnson, but just like, I don't know, just toying with them. Obviously, that first round was a little back and forth, but that, man, that second and third round, that was just like all Khabib. You know, Chris, I know you saw some of this fight here, and I, I was just thinking, like, there's, there's domination here. And, right. and when a guy, let me ask you a question, because you're a fighter, you, you've practiced, you train. Yeah, yeah. When you're in a position like that, where we saw, uh, we saw Michael Johnson pinned down to the mat right. for basically the entire fight, and just uh, Khabib really landing these hard shots. Um, is that the responsibility of the ref, even though there's some intelligent defending happening on, when you see this much domination in a fight like this, should the ref end it? I, I, I don't think so. No, because there's, you know, what appears to be taking a lot of punishment sometimes can be uh, defense. Right. You know, like, 
Uh, one thing that I know is that, uh, you know, just from jiu-jitsu, from my background in jiu-jitsu, is that you can look like you're losing the fight heavily and, and reverse it at any time. We saw that with Nagara all the time. That was his, that was his strategy. But, but, but hold on. Let's talk about the human element of this, Chris. Like, if a guy is getting punched in the head over and over, and it's not knocking him out, but you can just see, I mean, George, am I wrong? Well, those strikes were super heavy. I start to wonder, like, about the safety of the fighter, and it was dominance. It was, and especially once we got into the early third round, and we knew that Khabib had a two-round lead and that Johnson needed a knockout. But John, or Johnson gets taken down again, and you know he's not going to be able to get up because he mm-hmm. hasn't proven it yet. Now he's getting pummeled again, just his head on the canvas, just these huge ground-and-pound game from Khabib. It was as big of a mismatch as I've seen when we expected it to be a good fight. Mm. This, first of all, did you think it was dangerous there? What did you think? Am I overplaying it's, this? It's one of those bit? where it's like you rather be safe because we've seen thing we've seen many many fights things where happen. it's like so many punches were unnecessary yeah and that's like obviously that is like probably the worst thing that can happen one of the worst things that can happen so it's rather be safe than sorry the ref is right there you know obviously we, they're not all going to be winners but like the ref is right there so if he's if he says that 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 it's time to call the fight then I trust that the ref made the right call Literally, he, nobody has a better seat than him. And for the fighter on the ground, though, like if you're if you're taking some punishment and you know that you can take that punishment and you're still in the fight and you're still in the game, you don't want the ref calling it. Right. So it's like it's the last thing that you want. I, I get that Johnson wouldn't want it, but there's also part of me that watched Michael Johnson on the ground getting pummeled with his hands like literally pinned underneath yeah. him and just getting taking huge punches in the face, but not going out. I kind of felt like there's probably a thought in his head like I can't tap to this. Because my whole career base, like, I cannot lose money by tapping out to strikes. That's, as men, you guys know this, right? I'm not overplaying this. We have this weird pride thing where it's like, yeah, I can't tap to strikes. For some reason, we can tap to getting choked out. Mm-hmm. But we're not allowed, if I'm getting punched in the face, I'm not allowed to tap out. Yeah, but he could have, I mean, there's things that you can do to, to let people know that you're not defending anymore. You mean like turtle up, go back, right? Let, there's let different types back. of things you yeah. can do to, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not defending, I'm, I'm out of here. You you're, know? And you're 100% right. I think in this particular case, he was being out wrestled so much and Khabib was right. putting on so much damage on him that I thought it was. Um, I'm not sure if it was uh, Mario Yamasaki who was in the ring, but someone should have stepped in and ended this fight a little earlier. And it ended up being, uh, I think, a, a, a Kimura lock that looked like it, Michael Johnson's entire arm was being ripped off. <laughs> I mean, everything. Ba- he had the worst night ever last night, right? And the worst night of work. I was thinking maybe, maybe Eddie Alvarez had worse. Yeah, that was embarrassing. That was really embarrassing. Uh, we just have a few more minutes, guys. Any any notes that you want to catch up on? We have Ronda Rousey coming coming back to the UFC after sort of making threats that she was going to, like, you'll see why I use the word threats. She was <laughs> making threats that she was going to have a baby and leave us all. And instead, she comes back to UFC and um, and has a fight on December 30th. What do you expect? I really hope Ronda, uh, Ronda Rousey wins. Yeah, I think she will. But what do you expect, Georgie? Uh, honestly, like I, like I said before, sometimes losing is probably the best thing that can happen to you in your life. I say Ronda Rousey is going to come back and totally show that everything or nothing was a fluke in, in terms of like uh, her career. A lot yeah. of people were like, oh, well, she never faced real competition. Holly Holm was the first true fighter she fought. No, I, I think true. she's going to show why she, she, she's, she was the best. Okay. I think she'll show it. But the thing that I'm wondering is because she's already saying my career is done. Uh, this is this is you know I'm I'm headed toward uh, leaving the sport. Uh, Dana White's come out and said the same thing about Ronda Rousey. He's like, no, this is true. Her career is almost over, so she's going to do this fight. My opinion is she'll probably come and do this fight just to have another real solid win under her belt, so she doesn't walk out on a loss, and then she'll move toward movies and that type of thing. Yeah, I uh, I tend to lean a little bit sort of between you guys. Yeah. I, I think that she's coming back here to make a statement about her career. I think that. Um, 
Uh, she's favored in the fight, I think, if I'm not mistaken, but it's like almost a pick 'em because she hasn't fought in so long. Mm-hmm. But I, I have her losing this fight because I don't think that her mindset is where it needs mm. to be. And she'll go on to be a massive movie star and maybe a future WWE women's champion. Who knows? Oh, they know. are talking about that, aren't they? They had a little bit of yeah. talk about that. Would you like to see that, George, as a, my fellow resident wrestling fan? I think so. I mean, I think she has a lot to offer. Maybe they'll kind of give her that Brockish kind of thing where, like, I think if she's there every week, it might lose some of the steam. Right. But maybe if she's there, like, maybe once a month, once every two months and just kind of comes in and just break an arm here and there. Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, just arm breaking everybody. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, well, that card, we're going to be looking forward to it, guys. We're going to be looking forward to all the conversation we, we will have with you on Twitter. It looks like we have a, I have 50 new tweets. I'm sure you're probably in there, too. So we appreciate you guys. You have 50 new tweets? I never get 50 we're, new tweets. We're going to be a part of this thing all right, 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 right now. Right. So we're going to talk to you guys and continue the conversation. I am really excited. Uh, Chris Howard, where can we find you? Uh, find me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram. Also go to LegendaryLivingDaily.com for daily tips, motivation, inspiration, and LegendaryLivingTV.com for YouTube. Georgie? Jesus Christ, dude. I'm playing Russell George, Wilson and Doug George, Baldwin. George at the um, jungle. And LeGarrette Blunt. They both all have three touchdowns. Oh my uh, God. Uh, G-R-M-O-Z-A, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, etc. You don't want to give out your Tumblr? What's a Tumblr? I don't know. What's my name is Christian Cole, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find me at XTN Cole on Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, we love having you guys join us. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you at home. And thank you, Jimbo Frank, wherever you are, sir, in the ether of the production truck. Thank you, sir. Thank you, boys. Thank you. We'll see you for thank the next you. show. All right. <laughs> right Peace on. out, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.